podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, welcome to Forest Focus, Nottingham Forest, beaten 3-2 by Bournemouth, the bogey side once again getting the better of the Reds, but it barely tells the full story. Terrible, terrible trending. Are Forest going down? Well, did they show enough fights? So much to unpack. Uh, joined by Chris Aylmer from the Forest All Over podcast to have his say. Uh, Chris, good evening. Just some, uh, how are you feeling? Give us some basic thoughts on that and then we'll, we'll open the floor from there. Uh, yeah, well, I feel awful to be honest. Sorry if the internet's a bit choppy. Something happened to my laptop just there. Um, uh, for I mean, Bournemouth 3-2 again at home, similar to last season, except not 2-0 up this time. Awful red card decision. Awful. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, yeah, I'm deflated. I'm gutted. Um, two tough games coming up. Yeah. Well, this, uh, I, don't know, I don't want to pin it all on the ref. Because obviously we've had a massive hand in our own downfall, but I think you have to start there because when you look, you know, even non-Forest Twitter's just like, "What the heck was that?" Mike Dean saying on Sky Sports, even the refs got it wrong. The first yellow, you know, to a broken field, and he's taken one for the team. We're a little bit vulnerable, obviously there. The second one, though, I mean, it's a foul on Bolly. Surely it's never, never a yellow card. It's an absolute joke, isn't it? I don't know. I, I don't even know. Like I, I'd missed some of the first half, and I, I actually rewatched that, and I came back, and I wasn't even sure what I was looking at. I wasn't even sure where the foul was. Um, he, he, he reaches to get to the ball first. He gets to the ball first, and then I don't know. I have no idea how how it's how it's even a yellow card, um, or a second yellow, let alone a red. I just I've no idea. Um, and you know you're playing for. I know you said don't pin it on the refs, but we're playing for seventy minutes after that absolutely exhausted um balls are going to constantly get pumped into the box they're going to have their tails up the whole game so uh, you know part of the blame has to go on that big decision it does yeah you can't look beyond it certainly and then obviously i mean i thought we should have had a penalty first half as well there's a, a handball smith's yeah. arm to me that's not a natural position they say they can't see it's in the box I, I thought that was, you know, nailed. To a lesser degree, it's a bad decision. But in general, I thought that was that was a penalty as well. What, what did you see on that one? Yeah, I mean, like it's it would have been it would have been a, a soft, a bit of a soft panel because the ball coming from across hits his arm, then his body. However, that's what panels are given for nowadays with handball. They're given for soft handballs all the time. We see it on a regular basis, and uh, yeah, I, I I thought it was going to be given. So I again another baffling first half decision that um doesn't help us uh, i just want to go back quickly to the, the the red card as well obviously you know you wish var could intervene there well i doubt they would have done in our favor to be fair the way it was going but because it was a second yellow there was nothing that, that could be said uh, or nothing that could be done because you can't review second yellows unfortunately so we're without willy bolly for a game now um what about our response overall are you Glass half full, before we break down specifics, glass half full because we showed a lot of fight and should have got something, or you we're doomed to relegation because we've conceded three goals and just cannot defend for Toffee. Where are you at in general on that? Your gut feeling is always the latter, but I'm... 
I don't know. It's hard. It's hard when the, the dust hasn't even settled or cleared yet. I kind of feel bad for Nuno because he must be scratching his head looking at that game. He didn't really change too much going into it. And he must be looking at that game going, the defending for, for, for the goals was pretty poor, to be honest with you. Awful on a couple of them. And then the red card was soft. I don't know. It was kind of such a whirlwind of events in, in, in the game that I don't know how to feel. I am, I, I'm just worried now because we've two games before the break in January and they're both really difficult games. So, mm. yeah, I don't think we're doomed. It just feels bad because it's compounded by Burnley winning and Luton winning. But we're still outside the relegation zone. We do have a chance to turn it all around. Um, we just hope that, that we get a little bit of luck because we got absolutely none today. Uh, someone's just saying I'm very loud. So I'll turn, I'll, I'll speak quietly. I'll go to my Radio 2 voice for, for now and then I'll adjust my volume uh, accordingly. Let's talk about defending before we um, talk about our positives. How much are we to blame and how much do you just say, fair play, Solanke, great goals? To me, you have to look more at our centre-halves and say we've got to do so much better there. The first goal, okay. Um, I don't know who was marking Solanke. Was that Murillo? The first goal, the header, the looping header, was that the first goal? So I think Turner was slightly off his line. I know it's a good looping header. I know it's a brilliant header, but I think he's got to do a little bit better there. The second goal, Murillo and Toffolo get caught in no man's land. The ball comes through. We can't be conceding goals like that. That's not the goalkeeper's fault. He doesn't, it's not his fault. He doesn't react quick enough. The defense just awful there. Second balls in the box coming down. Uh, And then the third goal, Great header. Turner gets a hand to it. I think Turner has to do a little bit better. I'm not saying all the way better because it's a good header, but has to do a little bit better. I think I think you're in the, in the 94th minute, you're a two-all. You've been playing reasonably well for 15, 20 minutes, and you can see that late. I think the onus has to come down to the players there. Mentally, you know what's going to happen. Kiefer Moore has come on. Um, they've got Philip Billing. They've got tall players all, all over the box. They're booting the ball in. You know what's coming. You have to mentally be able to hold on there. So, yeah, it, it's... It's 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 poor, poor from the players and poor mentality as well. Sorry, I don't mean to be completely negative, but it was just it just yeah. No, I think you're right. I think it's fair enough. It'd be interesting to know what people in the the chat think. There's 250 with us already, which is great. Just on Turner because there's a bit of a split in the WhatsApp group. A couple of people saying, you know, it's on Turner. He's got to do better. I, I didn't think it was that bad. Uh, I've been critical of him, and I think he's had some stinkers at times. Uh, I think I don't think he was primarily to blame. But I can see why Chris is saying that and why other people are saying that. Because you can't be you shouldn't normally be getting lobbed a yard off your line, but with a header. So that's a fair point. Uh, absolutely not. And like, you know, I remember Dominguez looped a header over um uh, Brentford Flecken. goalkeeper. Yeah. And yeah, I remember Flecken. thinking, well, the goalkeeper's gotta do better there. So I can't change my mind when it happens to us. And the third goal if you look at the angle from behind Solanke, it is a great header. Turner has enough time to get a strong hand on it. And he did get a hand on it, but it wasn't strong enough. I'm not blaming Turner for, for everything in that game. There was awful defending. The, the red card played a big part, but I'm sorry. You have to do better. You have to do better. You have to be ready for that. It just, you have to be. He was planted. He didn't get over quick enough. Yeah, I'm not blaming him, but for that goal, I am. Yeah, I think Michael probably sums it up there. It's not an error, but he should be saving it. I can I can see that that argument perfectly well. I think the bigger issue is the way we've defended Solanke for the three goals, especially the two headers, if we go look at those first. I think Ryan Yates should be getting out to the cross quicker. 
to, to stop the cross. And then I suppose we have to talk about Murillo. You know, we love Murillo, but he's he's been at fault for a few goals of late. And I think both goals um, today, the first and actually it was the second, wasn't it, where he headed it up in the air, not out. And then the third as well. Um, the, God, Solanke just gets in between them and scores another header from the penalty spot. I think that's two we've conceded recently. Oh, it's, yeah. it, it's just, sorry to go off this point of the specifics, but what's really frustrating is, as a Forest fan, particularly over the last year and a bit since we've been in the Premier League, you're always just expecting to concede late. That mentality has to go. Cooper drilled that mentality out of us when we were in the championship. Now, the last year and a half, it's just come creeping back in. You have to find a way in late in games to, to, to see a game out. West Ham, um, the game again today, it just it, it's consistent um, lacks mental approach. And I don't know, and the defense as well, like I'm sitting there watching the end of the game. And as I'm looking, I don't even look at the man with the ball when, when we're in this position because we're in this position a lot. They're just booting the ball in. I'm looking at our line thinking, right, what are you guys going to do to nullify their attack? Moore's in there. They've got lots of bodies in there. I just, uh, mentally, we seem to be struggling, you know what I mean, to, to do the right thing. Um, and Murillo, to your point, yeah, he was at fault, in my opinion. He was at fault for a couple of the goals. And, you know, brilliant player, but I don't know. We, I, I'm so kind of lost for words at our defending. I messaged my cousin earlier today, uh, or sorry, just after the game. And uh, he said, I've, I've decided after the 90 minutes, it wasn't just the referee's default. Uh, fault. He said, I've seen us concede the same goals over and over again. And that, that sums it up. We can concede the same goals and we don't learn from our mistakes. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was Jao Pedro, wasn't it, who scored the header from about 16 yards, which you can't let happen, certainly. Um, I know it was a really good header. I saw, I think it was Paul in the comments saying it was a really good header, and it 100% was, but you can't in the 95th minute have the most dangerous striker on the pitch, although Chris Wood was really good today. You can't have him ghosting between your centre-halves and not have either of them within three or four yards of you. I mean, that's 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 relegation defending, and that's what worries me. I saw lots of positives in terms of the fight, some of the quality we showed, the goal, you know, particularly the first goal we scored. But if you defend like that, and you've got to go away. We'll come on to the other results, but Luton away, Sheffield United away, Burnley away. Those three games are going to have massive hands in a wild decision. And uh, we're either mentally weak or we're technically weak when it comes to defending the ball into our box, which should be a basic, shouldn't it, Chris? Yeah, it should be. Um, and, you know, if you have a set-piece coach, um, turning things around the other end, because Morgan gives wide set pieces, by the way, we're pretty good today. Um, we scored from one of them and we, we had a good couple of chances from a few of them. If if, if that's starting, if, if we're starting to turn that around with the new set piece, co- set piece coach, we've got to focus on the basics. And that's keeping goals out from, you know, short crosses into the box. And I just, I don't know what the, the, the manager is going to be thinking after that. He must be, he must be sitting there thinking, how am I going to sort this defense out? Because we have to be hard to beat. We have to set up to be hard to beat. And, a team like Bournemouth, yes, yeah, Solanke's a threat. He's the most informed striker at the moment in the Premier League, I'd say. But you have to find a way to grind it out. You have to do better. Um, if other teams uh, that are down to 10 men can do better against us, Brighton Spurs, they didn't concede late against us, then surely we can do the same. Um, and I know we haven't got the quality, but like it's when it comes down to short or long balls into the box, 
it just it's just about awareness and basic defending. I just I don't know. I'm absolutely baffled by some of the decision making back there. And these are good defenders. Murillo is a good defender. So why why is he making mistakes? And I you know Nuno's got his work cut out now before the Newcastle game next week. Yeah, he has. He has. And I actually thought um, for the third goal, I thought Niakati. I know we spoke about Murillo, but to me, Niakati is worse because he's seeing the picture in front of him. He can see. He should be able to see Solanke in front of him and he should be able to close down and do something better there. So, I mean, near Kate for a centre-half, he's not actually very good in the air. I saw a stat saying he's statistically the weakest in the air in terms of winning aerial duels in the Premier League. That was around the time of the Luton game. So, I don't know. I can't imagine it's improved. But, uh, yeah, problems, certainly. I don't know where to go next. <laughs> yeah, no, it's difficult. No, it's difficult. And like, I'm not the best person to be talking immediately after a game. I'm usually absolutely fuming a game like that anyway. Um, it's just, I, I feel sorry for the, the manager come in, coming in, to be honest, because there's a load of pressure on him. It's a winnable game. And immediately you get done by uh, a double yellow card, a red card in the first 20 minutes of the game. And, you know, we did battle back. I thought we did react well. I thought, um, both coaches reacted well within the game. You know, I think for the Bournemouth coach at one point, he was smart. He took Scott off, who he just brought on because he had a yellow card. He wanted to keep the 10-man advantage. Um, and I thought Nuno did well as well. He didn't, he was about to make a couple of substitutes. We scored, then he decided, you know, I'm going to leave it for a little bit because we have the momentum. And those are little in-game smart decisions that both managers were making. So I don't, the blame just it does come down to that mentality thing. I don't care if we were down to ten men. If you're if you're late in a game like that, you have to see out the game. And I I know I'm not trying to pinpoint one particular player because we we've just spoke about the defending and the keeper a lot, but I just it's moments. It comes down to moments. And the moment Solanke becomes free, and the moment Turner reaches for a ball and gets a half-hearted hand on it, and I know. It was a difficult save, but he was there. It just it changes everything. And I think Nuno's going to start having to be really ruthless with players that that make mistakes or switch off late in the game. He's going to have to because the fans aren't going to have it. Because fans were brilliant today. Yeah, they were. They were. The atmosphere was really good. And the fans did exactly what I hoped they would and got behind Nuno and got behind the team. I didn't hear any Steve Cooper chants, much as we all love him. So, yeah, that's fair. And I think you're spot on about Turner. Like, a better keeper probably does save it. Like he's done okay. He, I don't think he's to blame, but I think a top a top keeper gets a hand to, well, sort of one of them and, and keeps it out. But we've got to do better before that, as we said, certainly. Yeah, and that's a really good point about Nuno. I mean, it, I thought he had a good game as a manager in terms of uh, managing them again mid-match. I thought his subs were good. It was interesting. I'll come on to ask you about Gibbs White as a central midfielder in a bit, but there were some interesting changes I mean, what did you make of the team selection beforehand? It, it was not what I saw coming, but did, were, you, were you on board and do you think it worked okay, that 4-2-3-1? Uh, I was fine with it. In terms of personnel, I thought it was a wise decision. Don't change too much, just tweak things a little bit. I think Origi came in, but a lot of players uh, that have been playing the last few weeks were were, were in the team. Um, the formation itself, I wasn't even really sure what the formation was. Um, when I was checking my phone, because the first few minutes of the game I was I was out, obviously. I was checking my phone, I couldn't really figure it out. Um, but I think two midfielders did kind of work well with the three just ahead of it. But it, it's, it's hard to know because 
it was only sort of like that for 20 minutes. Didn't Origi come off after Bali was sent off? So everything changed. It's hard to know what Nuno was trying to do because he had to react really quickly um, to the game. So... Um, I thought it was it was a, a reasonable choice. I was I was looking forward to seeing how it was going to pan out, but obviously things changed, so Nuno had to react. I know on the preview show, Mark was saying uh, Mark Southerns how Nuno had played Gibbs White as an eight at Wolves and even a six, um, which I wasn't aware of, um, and then he dropped him into that role. Second half brought Hudson Adoy on for Mangala, which. I don't know. I mean, I hope it wasn't an injury because we need him. But if it was tactical, it was a really um, interesting change as well. Uh, sorry, someone in the comments missed rolling in podcast, but look at that beautiful bald Irish man in there, which has thrown oh, me okay. a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's probably JJ from Mr. Rolling in. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, true. No, no, it's fine. It's funny. Uh, let's go back to uh, Gibbs White. Um, yeah, I thought he did really well. I thought it was one of his, apart from, was it the Brighton or the Villa game where he played really well at home? I thought it was his, his best game for us of the season. What was your take on it? Who? Morgan Gibbs White? Yeah, Morgan Gibbs White. Yeah. yeah. I think. Well, do you know what? Just to, to unpack what you were saying about him potentially playing in an eight or even a six prior to this with Nuno initially, um, I actually looked at the lineup and thought, okay, Gibbs White's a little bit deeper, I think. And I thought it might work. I think you've mentioned before that um, Nuno had really good technical ball playing midfielders. Was it mm-hmm. Matinho and Ruben um, Neves? Ruben yeah. Neves. So actually, like maybe that's right now, this is what we need from Gibbs White, just like Cooper needed him to go on the right. We, we might need him to drop deeper, pick up the ball and, and, and get on the ball a lot more from deep. Um, so I thought maybe it was a smart move. Um, but I thought he had a really good game today, and I thought we've 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 battered his set pieces over the last few weeks. That we need to give him credit when they when they pull off. And I don't know. Do you know what I was thinking? I was, what was interesting about the set pieces of Morgan's White today was every time he had one, he seemed to put it in the right place most of the time. And I wonder was it a strategic thing to not not beat the first man? We, you, you always want to beat the first man. But was it a strategic thing to put them a little bit shorter or longer before because? Um, since the set piece coach has come in or since the, the, the staff has changed, obviously this game has proved that he can he can really put it on a dime and put it where he wants it because today I thought they were brilliant. Yeah, and the first one, interestingly, was knocked short to, um, I think it was Mangala and he squared it and um, someone had a shot blocked and Yates had a shot blocked potentially by an arm, although I think that would have been uh, a harsh penalty. It was good to see some kind of yeah variation there. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what we do in that central midfield area now. Because Sangare was missing through injury again and Dominguez was on the bench. Nuno's got a lot of big calls to make, but you know, the spine of the team is so obviously it, isn't it? You know, new goalkeeper potentially, sort out the centre halves a lot easier said than done. Find a midfield. At least Chris Wood did a good job, and we'll come on to him separately. But yeah. you can see the tasks that Nuno has at hand and not too much time to to get it solved either, is there? Not really, and I think we're kind of screaming for the January window already. Um, mm. It's just, ugh, it's it's really tough because you come off the back of a loss against an informed team at home, and instantly you're into these two really tricky games. I think, I think he has his work cut out because I think it would have been better if if he'd come in and then just had one game, and then we're into the January window. Right now, we we desperately need it, not just to sign players, but for organization in general. We are desperate to have a break and just figure things out and sort of start again. Um, 
I thought Wood was brilliant today. I know you, you said you weren't going to really mention it, but I thought he was absolutely brilliant um, in terms of like, I mean, he won the ball back and squ- laid that ball through for Alanga who finished. I think they're both, are they both on four goals now, the two of them, Alanga and Wood? I thought Wood yeah, was really, really yeah. solid today. But we need a striker is what it, where I was going with that. Like he was brilliant today, but we still need a striker. Tywell's been missing and it, it's affected us deeply. And Wood and Alanga can pick up the slack every now and again, but we need that striker in January. And I think Nuno's screaming out for it. Yeah, I mean, I was going to reserve a separate section for Wood, actually, because, yeah, I mean, as I said to you for strength, he was on my FPL bench. But, um, yeah, I thought he played really well. And you can see what he offers with the right uh, service. I totally agree with you that he's not the answer to start games, but he'll do he'll do his best. And uh, that Everton game was so bad that it's kind of cast quite a negative shadow over him when he led the line there and had a shocker. But generally this season, he, he hasn't been, you know, horrific. He's got his four goals. He's... His link-up play was okay today, but we definitely need a striker, certainly. But, um, yeah, he gave me a lot of hope. I mean, that first goal was really well worked by us, wasn't it? And, you know, it gave us that foundation. Again, we can't hold a lead for any length of time, but just on the quality of the first goal, um, yeah, that was right there, wasn't it? There was something to take some you know hope from. It was, and like we keep saying that Alanga doesn't necessarily have a finished product. He's still quite raw, but he, he keeps showing us again and again when he gets... Uh, big moments in, in a lot of games, he does finish them. I mean, that was a a, a typical Alanga-esque goal from what we've seen of him um, sliding into the bottom left-hand corner. I thought it was, I thought it was a really well-worked goal. But again, all wood. Um, I think Williams was hassling, hassling and hurrying initially to win the ball back and sort of bobbled about and then wood won it off the player. I, I just thought, wow. You know, I was surprised that we went 1-0 up, to be honest. Um, um, and that would have been a bit of a good punch for Bourne. But like you said, we can't we can't hold on to a lead for love and money. But it's a great goal. Really, really lovely finish. Uh, I just wish Alanga would do that more in build-up play. Because it feels like when he gets two-thirds up the pitch and he has to give the killer ball, it doesn't work out. But then when he's in front of goal and he has an opportunity that's sort of a, a, a half chance, he, he finishes his dinner, you know? Yeah, that's probably why he's playing for us, isn't it? Because he'd have made it at Man United if he had that extra bit. I think we'd have probably got him. Um, the frustrating thing for me, not frustrating, but the nightmare for me was that in the WhatsApp group, the others are either at the game or watching on a source that was slightly more advanced than mine. So I was about a minute and a half behind getting WhatsApps going, well, you know, brilliant FFS, all that stuff. And obviously at the end, I knew we conceded. And because I'm doing this stream, obviously had to watch it for the... The, the cultured analysis we're attempting to bring you, but to know we basically lost the game was an absolute nightmare. Um, who else was a positive for you? I want to try and take positives from it because I do feel there were some and we'll probably conclude on how much of a disaster you know the whole situation is. But who, who else stood out for you, if anyone? I think I know Williams got caught out a couple of times and uh, got lucky, but I think he was pretty good today uh, overall. I think um, you need that sort of energy on the right-hand side, uh, you know, particularly in games like today when they, they get a bit scrappy and there's lots of things happening. I thought he was pretty good today. Um, I think the biggest positive we can take away from, I know we've mentioned Wood and Alanga, but both of them scored today um, and both good finishes, one from a set piece you expect from Wood and one from Alanga. Um, but I think the most positive thing that we can take out of today, and I've already mentioned it, is 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 Morgan Gibbs-White, um, particularly his set pieces because... They're going to be our bread and butter for the rest of the season. If we're going to keep conceding goals, we're going to need to keep scoring them. And uh, we'll certainly need to take advantage of those corners. But yeah, I'd say Morgan Gibbs-White's probably the next biggest positive after Wood. 
Yeah, I thought Toffolo would be the only other one that I'd I'd mention uh, as well. I mean, you know, I thought Yates had a you know a typical Yates game, and Hudson Odoi had some bright moments and some frustrating moments off the bench. But yeah, those are the ones. Nico was a real Nico performance. He made mistakes and then atoned for them by blocking the shot full in the bollocks basically at one point after that was probably his error which kind of sums him up he's all all he's a bit rough around the edges but uh he's played really well the last three games well he so, won that yeah. corner didn't he he won that corner that got us the goal and he was right that was right yates up. wasn't it yeah it was yates. Yates. oh sorry i thought williams yeah yeah, oh, yeah that's, right. yates. Yeah. that's what i meant yeah, yeah. yates won that corner and, and, and that's what roiled them up um by the way just on hudson Adore, you mentioned him there i thought he was i thought I think we need I think we need him to start because he's so good on the ball. There was a couple of moments where he was a bit rusty, lost his footing a little bit, ball went behind him, couldn't quite catch it. But I think between him and Gibbs White, their link of play looks like they're just getting back into the rhythm together. Um, and I think I'd love to see him start because I think he's a really good player and he just needs a run of games. I know he was injured before, but I, I thought he looked good and there was potential there for him to be really good, but just rusty. Um, and yeah. Yeah, unfortunate as well. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's not fit because I would have wondered if he's starting ahead of a Origi in that right-hand side role. But I think long-term, if we're going to play this formation, which we really don't know, Nuno's just literally had three days to look at it. Um, so we'll see. But I thought, yeah, uh, he certainly um, yeah, had a steady job. So there's something to look at there. Well, how are you feeling? We're, we're going to actually we're just we're going to record after this a bit quick preview on the Newcastle game. But while people are with us now, just how are you feeling about it? They've lost today to Luton, and then that will lead us into the other results. But how are you feeling specifically about our trip to Newcastle on Boxing Day? Well, no matter what the score was going to be today, I was going to be obviously pessimistic going to St James's Park. It's hard for any team to go there, let alone a team in such bad form as us. Um, I know they're depleted. I know they've just lost to Luton, but that kind of scares me a little bit because they lose to Luton. They need to pick up a result at home against Forest, mm. so they're going to go for it. Uh, you know, this is going to sound a bit off the wall, but we just we need a bit of luck. Like, my God, do we need a bit of luck? We need, we need them to get a red card early on in the game because Newcastle are going to push the pace. They always come back after losses strong, generally, and... We, we we really, really need to push luck. And their defence is always good as well. So I don't know how we're going to crack that chestnut. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm. I I think you've just got to set up not to concede and try and stay in the game as long as possible and get something. Um, another thing as well I would say is, and I might get, people might be infuriated by this, but if we'd drawn two all, we'd be very, very positive uh, coming into this regardless. We'd be like, okay, it's his first game. He's drawn two all. There's a point on the board. But the reality is where we are in the season, we actually need to start winning games. We need to just start going for it. Even against Newcastle away or Man United at home, we need to just like, we, we need to start winning games. And um, that's why I'm not as down. I'm, I'm fuming, but I'm not as down about this Bournemouth loss as I did as I was about last year's. Um, we, we need to start winning games. So although I'd say set up defensively against Newcastle, um, we've got to try and find a way to grind out a win. And, you know, Nuno's done that before Wolves for a few years where he's, he's got big wins. I remember he got a big win with Wolves on the road at Old Trafford uh, Christmas a few years ago. And I just want to see that that fight and desire. And I want to see that quality. And, I, I, you know, I'll be optimistic going in anyway because that's what Forest fans do. We pick ourselves back up. 
Yeah, I'm actually I'm already looking forward to the Man United game more than the Newcastle game because I think there's so much on that game. Newcastle losing to Luton, like you say, is a really awful result for us because it means they're going to be fired up to bounce back. Mentioning Newcastle, um, I should say, if you do want to watch the game, um, get down the Trent Navigation, our sponsors, they're showing it on the big screen. Um, get away from the family, drown your sorrows after today, whatever you want to do, but go down the nav and hopefully see us get something from that game very much support appreciate their support as ever what about the relegation results because well, that definitely includes us now Sheffield United get a draw against Villa Burnley go to Fulham and a result I didn't see coming um after their last two and then um obviously Luton beat Newcastle absolute car crash of a day for us in terms of results isn't it yeah, well, I'm, I, I've been looking at those results like everyone else has. You always check the Luton, Sheffield United, Burnley scores. Used to check Everton. We don't do so much anymore, even though they lost the Spurs today. But I think, I think you know what? I think we have to stop doing that. I think we have to just, I mean, fans will always do that. But I think as a, a Forest in general have to stop thinking about Luton and Burnley and Sheffield United because eventually those teams will eventually pick up points one in six weeks. That's going to happen. Uh, freak results are going to happen like Luton today against Newcastle or um, Sheffield United who nearly beat Villa away yesterday. A team who'd won, what, 15 games in a row at home or something ridiculous like that. So we have to stop looking at that and recognise, okay, how do we fix us? That's the main thing. How do we start getting wins? Because we're still now one win in 14. And a draw today would have helped us mentally, I think. But I think overall, we need to start picking up wins. So I feel awful about it. But I, it's we control we, we, we control our own destiny, if you will. We control our own destiny. It, it's, it's down to us. And we have to start pulling in big results. And we need a win out of the next two games. Yeah. Well, yeah, I... Uh... We might do. We might do. I mean, I think Scott in the comments says we could be in the bottom three on Boxing Day because, as Greg says, it's Luton versus Sheffield United. So if Luton win that and we lose and Luton have got a game in hand, then, yeah, they, they do worry me. I still think I see enough for us to be all right. Just while we're here, before we go, in the comments, I didn't understand why, this is at the start of the game, Murillo was playing right-sided centre-half and Bolly was playing left-sided centre-half, kind of inverting them. Is Willie Bolly left-footed or something? If people can answer that in the comments, because I didn't understand that. That was really no, weird. He's, he's right-footed. I yeah, think. so why was why was Bolly playing left-side? And then he's in the wrong body position to make a tackle and early doors and gets a yellow card. But yeah. that wasn't his fault particularly, so I didn't get that. It was that a good yellow card to take, actually, if, if I'm being honest with you, because they were away early in the game. But... Um... Yeah, yeah, that is weird. I didn't think of it like that. And he, yeah, no. and he was planted twice. But then again, the two tackles he put in for that second yellow card were both perfectly fine. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Just summer. Let's before we go because we're we're cutting this. This is a slightly abbreviated stream because we're going to do a Newcastle preview straight after this. Um, I mean, how much if we have that eleven players in that game? We don't know for sure. But are you confident we get something and we're feeling? upbeat and then obviously we should be doing better defensively and we're feeling upbeat should we take more positives than negatives out of this even though it's absolutely gutting right now can we can we be glass half full after another three two defeat to Bournemouth or do we have to be massively down in the dumps and absolutely panicking uh, I think all of these, all of the above, they're not, they're, none of them are mutually exclusive. You know, you can be angry about the red card because it was a massive game changer, no matter what anyone says. Um, you can be deflated by a 94th minute winner from the opposition and you can be concerned because we just don't seem to know how to defend and uh, we've two really tough games coming up. But ultimately, on a brighter note, we're still outside the relegation zone today. 
So we can't be thinking doom and gloom. We're getting dragged in when we have games ahead of us and we have the advantage. And I know it's only a two point advantage and I know Luton have a game in hand, but we have the advantage right now. We've got to start taking it. Um, it's going to be a real mental battle for Nuno to get in that dressing room and start gathering um, momentum amongst the group and trying to lift them up again. But I think we we desperately, desperately need to recognise that although we're on the worst run of form any Premier League team is on this season, we can get ourselves out of this. We just need to switch on in the important moments. And today at the end, a couple of our players were not switched on in the important moments. And they, they should be angry because... I'm fuming. Yeah, I mean, that's the consistent problem. That's probably the biggest reason we're down in this mess is so many avoidable goals conceded. I know, obviously, we've departed, you know, we've sacked a manager and there's a whole debate around that. But if players are switched on at key moments, Luton, obviously, yes, Steve Cooper made absolute ricks in that, but uh, players are at fault there. West Ham, players are at fault. Today, players are at fault. Obviously, the referees are a huge factor in the game. But we've really shot ourselves in the foot so many times this season. If we cut that out, then I'm still hopeful. And if we get January right, then I'm still hopeful. And I was thought Nuno had a good debut today. It's an interesting challenge for him already, how he responds to this going to Newcastle. But yeah, yeah, uh, lots to unpack. And we'll probably do it a bit more um, through the week. But I'm going to cut the stream a little bit short because um, we're going to do a Newcastle preview shortly. If you've liked this, do us a favour. Do subscribe if you haven't subscribed already. And do hit like on the stream. It will be a massive help to us. Uh, thanks very much to everyone for joining us. Apologies to slightly abbreviated stream today. But we're going to crack on with the Newcastle preview. Miserable day. Miserable results. Um, but we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, looking to Boxing Day, hopefully with a bit of optimism. Uh, do join us for that. And if we don't speak to you before, have a good Christmas. Uh, Chris, thank you very much. Thank you very much. And thanks to everyone watching and listening. And apologies if I'm a little bit angry and negative, but I think we're all feeling that way at the moment. But there is a silver lining. We still have the advantage. Hopefully so. Well, we do. Hopefully we, we, we maximise it and do something. Right, we'll leave it there. Thanks very much, everyone. Uh, do check out the Newcastle preview tomorrow. But in the meantime... Uh, have a good evening, have a drink uh, if that's your uh, thing to do and uh, we shall see you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.